Welcome. You're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Hello, world. Shelley Roshear, and welcome to the show. I'm in my happy place this week. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I will be here for a couple of weeks. I'm up in Penticton, British Columbia. This is called the Okanagan Valley. It is our fruit and wine country in British Columbia, and it really is God's country. I lived here as a small child. When I come here, my soul is restored. That is truly how I feel. doesn't matter which direction, which highway I cut. There's two ways to get into, into the Okanagan Valley. doesn't matter which way I come. Both come over the top of a lake as you're driving down into, into the valley. And both of those routes, as soon as I see that lake, it is like I am home. I would live here now if I could, but we still have a life on the coast. My husband's still working, but, we'll, but, but we're, we're going to see about... Um, changing that. I'm going to do a, some property development up here over the next year or so and uh, we'll see how that works out for us. It's not the first time I built a house so we, we're feeling rather optimistic and there are some opportunities here right now that won't be here much longer because it is getting very busy up here. Housing prices have gotten very expensive and uh, yeah it's always opportunities are always about recognizing the window that is presented and acting on it. That is all. So speaking of that, opportunities. When I started podcasting almost six years ago, it was just phenomenal for me. If I, when I go back and listen to my first podcast, they're just, they're so, they're so green and they're really not very deep. I just practiced and nattered and talked and I gained a following. And if I learned a lesson or something, I shared it with other people and I loved that. Then I coached with someone for a couple of years in order to become a coach myself. And even that I have stepped away from uh, over this past year. And it's like, what is going on here? So I really had a good chat with my old coach the other day because I, I sent him a message about something, an investment that we were looking at and uh, we were nattering about it. And he says, hey, you haven't had a podcast up now for weeks. What's going on? I says, yeah, I'm not sure I want to continue. That was it. The message is like, where are you? I'm phoning. So we got on the phone for an hour and he's like, what is going on? You are doubting yourself again. And he's not wrong. You know, losing Bradley, my brother-in-law was brutal and it's brutal watching my sister grieve. It is brutal watching my mom's dementia get worse. It is amazing to see the difference in the relationship I have with my mother compared to my whole life with her. And now how her and my sister just trigger the heck out of each other. So everyone is, seems to be always heightened emotions, reacting, triggering, and living in judgment. Now on the drive up here, I've got a new book I downloaded called Change Your Questions, Change Your Life. And I love this, the way they did this. The author is Marilee G. Adams. And I love, I got an audible, of course, because I, I enjoy listening when I'm driving. It was fantastic because it's a story. They, she's telling that she's narrating the story of Ben. His marriage, his work, his coaching, um, when he realized he needed help in leadership, 
because he was really, really good technically. So he was hired by a new company to come in and lead a team. But that's not, he didn't have leadership skills. He had the technical skills and had done great things in his prior job, but he was failing miserably at the new job. Why? I related to it because of the answer man solution. He's like, well, I, I, I'm the answer man. People, That was sort of my role as well, even in my finance business. I was known for finding things out and I, I never, I've never lived my, lived my business life in want. I've never worried about someone taking a client or losing a client. I truly believe there's always enough for everyone to go around and uh, I've always had full confidence in my ability. So that was never one of my issues and I, but I ran into many people in, in my life, even in my own field that that, uh, that is an issue. So listening to the story of Ben being the answer person is like, yeah, I can relate to that. And then realizing though, when you are an answer person, it is even probably easier to step into judgment because you're a person that by nature wants to find out answers. So when other people don't have them, you start judging. I, I'm sorry, it just, it kind of goes with the territory and I never really realized that before. So now that's just another awareness in my, you know, my checklist of checks and balances. But because I've been so, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, not distracted, just concerned about why am I doing this? Am I helping anybody? Is the world really going to hell in a handbasket? Has everybody okay with all the corruption that's going on? Because the news feeds you nothing but fear and mainstream media tells you that you are the minority with unacceptable views. Actually, I live in Canada right now, and the only person in this country who is the fringe minority and has unacceptable views is our leadership. You really have to get out there and talk to people to realize, no, the majority does not agree with what is happening in this country, with human rights being taken away, medical freedom, um, democracy, entrepreneurism, small businesses being being stopped and penalized. You can't protest legally any longer. We understand that's not okay. But you can get very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, deceived, I guess is the best one, quickly into buying into a narrative that simply isn't true if you're told it enough times. So here's, here's uh, an example. Every single time the news comes on, they use the comment, the illegal demonstration. We had this huge trucker convoy in Canada that spread around the world. I'm very proud of them. I'm a trucker's daughter on top of it. But no one else could seem to get the government's attention. Oh, they got their attention all right. They invoked the Emergencies Act, froze single mother's bank accounts over $25. They can't get money laundering out of my country, but man, they found that person that gave $25 to the truckers, um, to trucker convoy. They went out and did what a lot of other people, that's why they had such huge support, wanted to do, wanted to protest, saying, enough. We've taken your stupid fake vaccine. We've done everything you've asked. We want our lives back. But instead, there's just more mandates, more mandates. They've started to drop now. But up until a few months ago, it was, it was still the same, the same old nonsense and getting worse every week. And it still is now. We've just gotten refocused on other stuff. Now it's all going to be censorship. But you got to realize that you're not alone. No matter what you're going through, even if you are a minority, you are not alone. There is someone else going through what you're going through, thinking what you're thinking, and struggling with what you're struggling with. Now, for me, it was about purpose. What was the point? Who cares? Everyone's oh, 
I kept telling myself, everyone is okay with all this government overreach. Nobody really wants to do better in their life. Conviction and convenience are rarely bedfellows. And there's some things that I've and have since I was a teenager. They've changed, of course, but I am a person of conviction. I can be very black and white and stick to my guns when I'm when I have a true conviction about something. And the, what's going on in the world right now? It's not a pretty place. A lot of evil going on right now. Where we're sometimes forgetting is both sides of the story. The Russia-Ukraine thing, perfect example. The news is just something else to distract us. The news tells you one side of the story. Trucker protest, one side of the story. In Canada, we're no better than China. Our news media's uh, outlets, the mainstream ones, are all paid off by the our federal government. And so they only report what they're told to report. It's frightening. What's more frightening is most people don't realize it. They don't realize how skewed our our, our uh, media is and the lies that are propagated there. No investigative journalism is going on here that's not independent. So I try and support those independent journalists. And now our government's trying to introduce bills that will stop independent journalism. That if they're not part of the little government handout crowd and carry a little card now, ooh, imagine another card giving you access to something. Shocking like a vaccine passport except for journalists uh, then you know you can't you're you're now spreading illegal news wow that's all I can say is wow but all of these things make me stop and go where am I do where am I doing that in my life though because if we're all just human guys this world isn't like something that I don't believe anyways that has a omnipotent God up there going hey I need to be down there intervening in all of this or sticking my, no, sticking my fingers and stuff. No, uh, the Bible states, and there's, that's why it's not that I don't believe I'm picking and choosing scriptures, but there are scriptures that make sense and then other ones that make me go, hmm. So it's not like I'm taking it out of context necessarily. It's just like some things have a different meaning to me now as I've kind of woken up, become more aware and have gotten older. And one of the things is the Bible always talks about how the earth is human's birthright. God created it and it was given to, given unto us. It was given unto our care and we were given free will along with it. Well, if those two things are real, may or may not be, but if those two things are real, then why in turn do all religions state that if you don't do this and don't do that, God won't love you, God won't forgive you, um, that you know God comes down and takes people we love and why doesn't he save the children? And it's like, whoa, okay, hang on a second here. If one thing is true, then then this is our world to look after. It is us as humans that are causing all these problems. Is that God's job? Is that the universe's job to come down and fix everything? Or were we given the gift and then told to look after it and we've all screwed it up? Just something to think about. You know, you, you just never know. What did I watch last night for a movie? Moon something or another where the moon is actually a megastructure <laughs> by an advanced alien race. It was kind of funny. I thought it was cute. Jungle Cruise is still, was still better from Disney, but I'm just saying, I was looking, my husband showed up uh, 
for his five days up here for the Easter break, and we were looking for mindless entertainment and giggles. And so that's what we watched last night was Jungle Cruise, which uh, is just cute, and the special effects are wonderful. And I just love both the actors. And uh, and then this Moon thing off Netflix. It was, uh, yeah, it wasn't bad. There are lots of concepts out there, but we close our minds to and hearts to so much. I think as human beings, if we could get a little more on page with Joe Dispenza and the neurosciences and understanding neuroplasticity, we are changeable beings and we are fully capable of handling what's going on in our lives. But I'm going to tell you, I haven't really felt capable the last few months. I've been wondering what it is I want to do, what I believe in, why is, you know, why are people around me acting the way they are? How can I help my sister who's being triggered by my mother every other day? My sister lost her husband. My mother's dementia is advancing. All of these things are our way of saying, have I gone into judger again? Am I being judgy? When I was growing up, it's like, you're just being judgy. Now, my husband and I have sort of a, an understanding and a joke. I come from a family that is very self-righteous, very judgmental. And the funny thing is, is now that they're older, my sister will quite honestly just tell you right to your face, you know what? Sorry, people don't like, some people don't like me, but I enjoy sitting around gossiping and this is what we do. And if people are offended by it, then just don't come over and visit. I kind of giggle. It's like, well, at least you know yourself. But on a serious note, being in judgment all the time can cause a lot of miscommunication and missed opportunities for learning. Because you are standing, we, people, us, are standing in a position of, I'm right, you're wrong, therefore I'm going to judge you. Don't you understand what I'm going through? Don't you understand, you know, X, Y, Z, it doesn't matter. You can apply it to a lot of places. So that's why I really recommended the book, Change Your, change your Questions, Change Your Life, because the story of Ben wasn't just about his work. He was taking the, his judgment and his issues into his marriage, into the office, misunderstanding where people were coming from, all because he was living in Judger. That's what they call it. I, I grew up um, with the expression, judgy. Are you judgy much? It's very difficult for the mind to hold two concepts at the same time. So if you are sitting in judgment, you can't be asking questions because you're already sitting in a position of thinking you're right and have all the answers. So that was one of the things she brings very much forward in the book and makes very clear in the storytelling and how they go through the journey of it all is is brilliant. It's brilliant and it's entertaining and you can learn a lot from it. And that's really the whole point, isn't it? And I think that as human beings, that's what we lose sight of. We think one thing about what we're all doing down on this planet, but what if the only thing we're supposed to be doing down on this planet is learning? If that's all we're supposed to be doing, then we should probably be in question mode a heck of a lot more than in judgment mode. But we're still dealing with all those amazing and sometimes nasty little human behaviors, insecurities, subconscious, learned, limiting beliefs, and they all are things that we need to be aware of and work towards. So in the last couple of months, wondering if I really wanted to continue podcasting, does it make any difference in anybody's life? I was buying into a, a storyline that I was making up in my head. 
I truly believe, and I wasn't applying it to myself, that when we have a gift, it should be used and shared. And clearly, I have a gift for speaking because I do a lot of it. (laughs) My husband would probably agree with that concept. And I get told that a lot. And it is true. I don't have a problem communicating. So if I was going to hide that light under a bushel, how is that helping anyone? And what's the point of learning all the lessons I am and want to learn in life if I'm not willing to share that learning with other people? What are you doing in your life that you can relate to what I'm saying here? It's all just a process, a process of growing, observing, and questioning. And something I just want to bring up as in closing, and I'll, I will be back in a few days with a, a follow-up to this, now that I've sort of a little bit got the itch back on again, is, is this. With everything that you focus on, you give energy to. And this was some of, one of the lessons I had to learn with my self-righteous anger with what was going on with the, with the whole COVID situation this past two years, is that when I set myself into the energy of anger and self-righteousness and judgment, I am in turn actually giving more energy to that to which I don't agree with and what I don't want to see happen. Because that's where the focus is. Now you can focus on just to, just to be cl- just to clarify here. You can focus, for instance, I have a girlfriend and her daughters that are very involved politically. She has raised them to to care, to partake, to volunteer, even in in this process called democracy in this country. It doesn't matter if she belongs to a political party. Someone else doesn't care about. The point of the story is that they do the work. They stay involved. They try and understand the issues that are before them. That is brilliant in my way of thinking. That is absolutely brilliant. So I'm not saying when you put energy towards making changes in the world and supporting that to which you, you want to see happen is giving energy to the wrong thing. You can work towards a better world without emotionally and energetically always being angry and, uh, and giving energy to the wrong thing. Does that make sense? That's that's what I'm trying to uh, be clear here for. You want to be, have a conviction. If there's things you believe in, but there are sort of healthy, energetic ways of moving forward and giving your energy to, to that which you hope to see transpire versus staying in the anger and the darkness of injustice and you know, raging against the machine sort of idea, which is for part of last year is where I got stuck. Very angry, very angry that children were, were being dragged into all of this nonsense. Very angry about a lot of things that were going on with the government and such. And that is just giving energy to that to which I don't want to see get stronger. So it's a very fine line in a way of thinking of how you can work towards change without being mired down in the negativity and giving it more and more energy because you're focusing on it all the time. Okay, so let's focus on learning and changing. You are under no obligation to be the same person you were yesterday, an hour ago, even five minutes ago. That is what changing your mind, learning and growing is all about. You do not have a contract written in blood that states just because you believed this a year ago is that it's what you have to continue believing for the rest of your life. That's that's not the job. The job here is to experience 
and observe and take part in. I've really had a, just a, a slightly different belief structure over the scripture that says to be in the world, but not of the world. Now, I was raised with all these weird rules of no lipstick, no going to movies, no playing cards, no dancing. That was all about being in the world. And I don't believe that anymore. It's ridiculous. Even my lovely mother with her advanced um, dementia now has apologized for the fact that I had to write a report in high school because I wasn't allowed to take square dancing. Yes, all she did was ostracize me and make me seem like a weirdo at school. She goes, and there's nothing godly in that. I says, no, mom, there's not. What I believe is that energetically we are to be in the world. But if there's energy out there that is negative and evil, you are not to be of that energy. That's how I feel that scripture is probably was meant to be a guideline about we are we're here to live in this experience but don't forget we are not of this experience we are eternal energetic beings that are down here having a physical experience that's what i do i believe that scripture is talking about come down experience this amazingness of what this planet has to offer but don't ever lose sight of the fact that you're just visiting your life and existence doesn't end when you die. We are just visiting having an experience. And on that note, everyone have a wonderful Easter. God bless, and I'll catch you on the flip side. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com and Instagram at livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through Shelley at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan.